Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tian Tian with your Market View. Now, today we are going to be talking all about non fungible tokens, or rather, digital art and collectibles recorded on blockchains. The trading volumes in non-fungible tokens or NFTs for short have tumbled some 97% from a record high in January this year as part of a wipeout in the crypto sector. Data from Dune Analytics suggests that uh, monthly NFT trading volumes stood at around 466 million US dollars in September compared to a whopping 17 billion US dollars at the start of this year. Now, despite the ongoing headwinds in the NFT scene, one company making toy collectibles believe that opportunities do exist in the industry. And the key is to mix digital assets like NFTs with real-life privileges that benefits us in our reality. Now, I've got to say that this topic sounds very complex. So we've got to find out more from uh, the company, Mighty Jacks. Mighty Jacks is a physical collectibles manufacturer and designer and have ventured into the NFT scene of late. Uh, Daryl Tan, head of Meta at Mighty Jacks, joins us on the line. Hi, Daryl. How are you? Hi, Tian Doing well. How about yourself? Doing great as well. And thanks for joining us. Uh, so, Daryl, before we start the interview proper, tell us a little bit more about uh, Mighty Jacks. I understand the company started out making toy collectibles before venturing into NFT. So tell us a little bit about that transition. Yeah, so I, I think as you rightly pointed out, Mighty Jacks is a collectibles company, right? We've been around for coming to a decade now. Um, the company started making physical collectibles or, or toys, as you put it, right? And we've collaborated with uh, you know, many different artists and, and IPs, the likes of Universal, Hasbro, uh, Paramount, to name a few. Uh, you know, in the physical collectibles business, uh, it is super important for, for collectors to be able to prove uh, that they have an authentic piece of, of artwork, right? And, and I think this is why Mighty Jacks kind of, kind of moved and, and became a pioneer into digital COAs and, and basically listing out our COAs on the blockchain. And that's kind of how um, you know, we stumbled into blockchains and NFTs in, in 2019. Um, and, you know, as you, as you kind of rightly put it, it started off as something that is very much attached to a physical object. Uh, but now we're, we're moving to kind of focusing on digital collectibles first and in some cases, digital collectibles only. Right. The second question that I have here is that uh, we've all heard about NFTs, Daryl. It's, it's not new per se. We've heard about how it's protected by blockchain, but it is a very trendy term. What exactly do NFTs mean? Yeah, I think, I think you've mentioned it as well. NFT is actually an ac- acronym, right? Uh, non, non-fungible tokens. Um, it is on the blockchain, uh, and, and that means that you know, it, it's kind of transparent to users, right? You can use tools like Polygon Scan or EtherScan depending on the blockchain that you're on, and you can see the provenance of an NFT right? or, or an artwork, which wallet it has been to, how many times uh, you know, uh, the goods or, or the, the token has changed hands, and it really brings kind of transparency into the hands of consumers, right? Um, I think one kind of good way to put it is if you put aside technology for a moment, think of NFT as like a proof of ownership, right? So similar to how you have a title deed of a house as a piece of document that shows you own a house, NFT is a kind of a fancy technology wrapper towards owning digital assets. Um, But, you know, it is the cornerstone for everything that is Web3, decentralization, metaverse, the whole lot right now. And uh, Daryl, what is the value of holding NFTs as a form of investment? Why are they at one point so hotly traded? Is it a piece of art that is uh, driving up the value? If not, what are the other factors that are pushing up prices? I've once heard from a friend that NFTs are likened to country club. It's not about the the piece of art, it's the benefits around it uh, that matters. So tell us a little bit more about your take on this. 
Yeah, so I think what what you're talking about um, is is this term called utilities, right? Um, so so when you buy, uh, so there are some uh, people who who buy an NFT for the promise of utility. So you know, for example, when you bought into a Adidas NFT collection earlier in the year, you could burn your NFT to obtain a set of physical products that was exclusive, uh, you know, to to the NFT holders, right? Uh, and and that that is something that that's kind of uh, you know one of the one of the uh, reasons why people buy NFTs for the exclusivity. Um, and this uh, this promise of utility, right? It, it's something that we've also dabbled with a little bit, um, you know, because we have all these physical collectibles. Some of them are hyper hyper limited, right? So um, we have launched NFTs where you know it, 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 it's something that gives holders the exclusive rights to purchase, let's say, a particular figurine. Um, uh, in terms of like what what drives the the price of, of, of NFTs, it, it's really kind of similar to you know it, it's kind of basic economics right, of, of like supply and and demand, right? Um, so you know, apart from apart from utility, some people actually buy NFTs uh, more in terms of participating in the community aspect of things. So there, there is a noteworthy Singapore project that is up and coming, Arc, um, that you know JJ Lin is is, is uh, a part of that community as well, and, and Mighty Jacks is a close collaborator collaborated in that as well, right? So they are bringing together different um, people, different contributors, whether you're in the gaming scene, whether you're in the collectible scene, uh, in the entertainment scene, and actually seeing what interesting collaborations can come out of that, right? Um, yeah, I mean, so, so you know, I think that the last part here is really just just thinking in terms of, um, you know, the, the why people would demand certain NFTs, right? So uh, apart from uh, the utility as well as the community aspects, um, there are some very exciting um, you know, things that people are passionate about, right? Whether it's in the entertainment or music scene, right? Um, so, so these are also things that we're looking to bring exciting content and digital collectibles that fans would demand because they're fans of the IP. Um, so for, for us, I think we, we feel like the true way to hold value is really if there's kind of a, a, one, a, some form of community utility and appeal and demand from the fans, right? It's only, that is the only way to have, uh, you know, sustainable, sustainable growth in the energy price over time. Right, so appeal and demand, the first one. The second one is utility. And the third one is uh, being part of a community, right? So three very big, uh, important points. Uh, that being said, Thera, we've seen the recent interest rate hikes by the Federal Reserve in the U.S. prompting a sell-off in riskier assets, and that includes NFTs as well. NFT trading volumes have dropped by 97% from a record high in January. As an industry player, how concerned you are about this trend? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a there's a age old adage, right? Uh, the the bear market is a great time to build, <laughs> and, and so I think for for us it's the same, right? I think you know for for mm. we're here for the long game, uh, and you know right. I think one of the the great parts also is that we're not a pure um, web tree uh, business, right? We have a great profitable business in the physical collectible space as well uh, that we believe is is super complementary for us, right? And it's positioning us in a way that's very unique um, to other pure web tree players in the space as well. So, you know, for, for us, like the focus primarily is to ensure that we put together the right infrastructure that allows us to better serve our consumers, right? So whether it's very, very niche, um, you know, collectors or it's more of the mainstream consumer side of things, right? Um, some of these these uh, infrastructure choices, including like the ability to accept credit card payments, um, you know, finding new ways to display digital collectibles uh, in, in, in digital frames uh, and empowering both digital and physical experiences, right? In the metaverse and in the real world, you know, so... For us, it's really about building, uh, and, and obviously we, we're continuing to work with, with very strong entertainment IPs and artists that we've collaborated with in the past, right? Um, in physical collect collectible collaborations, but we're also working with exciting new artists in the web three space as well, right? We're finding ways to serve our fans in a ways that in a way that continues to mm, capture right. their imagination 
in both mm. digital collectibles and experiences. Right. So if you're just tuning in, we are now speaking to Daryl Tan, head of Meta at Mighty Jacks, all about NFTs here. As we mentioned in our introduction, uh, Daryl, Mighty Jacks believe that there are opportunities in the NFT scene. The key lines in mixing NFTs with real life privileges. So what do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, real life privileges is, I think we, we discussed this earlier in the call, right? right. In terms of like utilities. Um, and, and I think what we're looking at is utilities that we can get that are real and tangible and enduring, right? So one of the examples that we are actually doing is um, we actually forayed into NFT ticketing quite recent, uh, quite uh, recently with, with uh, a collaboration with Singapore Comic Con. Um, it's basically an event that's happening in December this year that brings together um, you know, a, a bunch of collectors in, in, in the comic industries, right? Uh, so, so cosplayers and, and people who are passionate about uh, DC, Marvel and the like, right? So instead of like traditional ticketing that gives you like one-time access to the conference, we basically built like an entire experience around Comic-Con, right? From exclusive early entry, accelerated lines for artist signatures, bundled physical uh, collectibles, uh, digital collectibles, and even F&B perch, right? So, um, you know, that, that's kind of one way that we're looking at it. And obviously holding an NFT also gives you access to discounted entry for uh, the following two years of SGCC as well. So again, this is like very, very uh, initial and, and there are actually more perks that we're planning um, post the event as well. Um, and, you know, I, right. I think uh, apart from SGCC, there are also some other really exciting IPs that we're collaborating with. Um, one of the largest streaming players in the world, I, I can't talk too much about it, but it's I very, see. very exciting that we're bringing, mm. uh, you know, this top tier IP and experience into the Southeast Asian market as well, using NFT ticketing. Right, exciting days indeed. So, Question is, by blending physical and digital collectibles at Mighty Jacks, how do you think that will make the NFT asset more resilient against volatilities? Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're here to serve our fans, right? And we really listen to what they want. So whether it is a pure physical collectibles, which I think there's still a high demand for, pure digital collectibles, which I think is up and coming, or a hybrid digital collectibles, right? It's really what the fans want. So um, we believe at the end of the day, like when we work with the right artists and the right entertainment IPs to launch these collectibles, there will be strong demand in the market and the demand would then provide a support for the pricing of the collectibles. And going forward, Daryl, uh, what are some key trends in the NFT scene that we should be aware of? And also, what are the headwinds ahead, for instance, like uh, regulatory hurdles and all that that you foresee will come to you in the short and medium term? Yeah, I, I think um, at the end of the day, like... Um, I think two, two questions, right? One is the key trends and the other one is the regulatory hurdles, right? I'll, I'll right. talk about the trends first. Hmm. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, like standalone digital assets have a part in the ecosystem and digital assets have a part in the ecosystem as well. Um, you know, and, and I think it, it, both of them are going to grow uh, and, 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 and it's going to be very exciting, right? But generally, I think one of the, the key trends to watch is really how can, um, you know, digital assets and digital assets become more accessible to mainstream consumers, right? Um, so, in, in that, I, I feel like uh, for, for, the, for the broader uh, mainstream consumers, the touch and feel of things, the tangible aspect of things are super important. Um, and then, you know, making sure that accessibility so that, you know, if, if I want to buy, um, if I want to buy a digital asset, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's Minions or, or it's, um, you know, Back to the Future, any of these exciting IPs, I'm buying it and I, I shouldn't have to understand crypto assets or currencies or bridging of currencies between wallets like that. That's too complicated, right? And I think there's going to be a huge proliferation of these tools that will help, uh, you know, basically make accessibility and mainstream adoption easier. 
Like, um, to your set. To your second question on regulatory hurdles, I, I think we're really at a very nascent stage uh, for NFTs, right? And yeah. similar to, to all asset classes, there will likely be stricter regulations going forward um, just because of the amount of attention and amount of money that consumers are putting into it. Um, but I, I feel like the, 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 the key headwinds actually are not on the regulatory side. I think it's really mm -hmm. about you know, picking the right IPs, picking the right um, uh, uh, artists that we're working with, right? And, and making sure that we are, we're doing things right by our fans, right? And, and fans of the artists that we're collaborating with, right? Um, as long as you build the foundation uh, for the fans to be able to leverage the Web3 technology and to be able to experience the full continuum of it, right? Whether it's collecting physical collectibles, going to a physical uh, real-life experience, or continuing these experiences at home in the metaverse, all on a platform that is multiverse, right? I think that's that's kind of what it is all about. Right, very exciting days indeed. So before we let you go, Daryl, any future plans for Mighty Jacks that you, know, you would like to share with us? Yeah, no, I, I think that, that there, are, there are a couple of very exciting, um, you know, experiences that we have. Mm -hmm. um, SGCC being, being the, the key one that's happening in December, right? And there are a couple right. of um, digital collectibles as well as physical collectibles, digital collectible launches as well in the upcoming months. So um, check us out at mightymeta.world and, you know, uh, I, I think it's it's really about uh, tracking tracking all these different exciting projects and being a part of it that, that makes us excited. It sounds very exciting, especially for comic fans. Thank you very much, Daryl. That was Daryl Tan, head of Meta at Mighty Jacks. Thanks for joining us here on Money FM 89.3. Thank you, Tian. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.